You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. You should go sometime. Where? Tahiti. It's a magical place. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help. If you're a fan of Poppy Chulo Radio and its signature series, please visit GoFundMe.com slash PoppyChuloRadio and help us with our campaign. Every dollar amount donated will be improving the Poppy Chulo Radio experience and making it more interactive and user-friendly. We thank you in advance for your support. This has been a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. We now return you to our regularly scheduled programming. The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Gifts from the Gods, the unofficial American Gods podcast, a poppychuloradio.com and iTunes exclusive, Poppychulo Radio, pop culture on demand. Today is Monday, May 8th. 2017, and I'm your host, Jeffrey Aruz. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Stars' American Gods. Please welcome my co-hosts, Courtney Grant. Hey, guys. Derek Anthony. Burn, baby, burn. It's going for you now. <laughs> There's a part of me that loves every time Derek sings. <laughs> so thank you. Just the part. Because it's so rare. <laughs> it's like all the time. All right. Prince Rick's Well, Flesh popping, peoples. And Priscilla Rocha. Hey, everybody. Wow, P. Wow. Well, what do you want me to say? That that would the, those were like pretty good intros, and I'm just like, um, so I got melancholy. To say. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> we're already derailing, and it's the start. Let's jump into our recap of a season one, episode two, which was titled "The Secret of Spoons" and aired May seventh. 2017. Here is the official synopsis of the episode. In 1697, on a slave ship, a slave begins to pray. Suddenly, a man known as Mr. Nancy begins a monologue relating all the horrible things that will happen to them once they arrive at America. This propels them to get freed and burn the ship to kill the slavers. In the present, Shadow confronts Wednesday, but accepts 
to continue working for him for double salary. After packing his and Laura's stuff, he leaves with Wednesday, who assigns him to buy certain things. While shopping in a store, Shadow meets Media, one of the new gods who wants him to align with her. After refusing it, he and Wednesday travel to Chicago, where they arrive at an apartment belonging to three sisters, Zoraya and a worker, Chernabog, who has a dark past with Wednesday. After dinner, Chernabog plays checkers with Shadow with a bet. If Shadow wins, Chernabog will go with them. But if Shadow loses, Chernabog will kill him with a hammer. Shadow loses and is told that he will be hit the next morning. So I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode, and we're going to start off with Priscilla. Man, I like this sort of, like, you see one thing, but it's a twist. You hear this, like, amazing speech from Mr. Nancy, but then you realize that he's, like, directly inciting his worshippers to, like, to die. That he can really do nothing for them. That you see like Lucille Ball like this like amazing like queen of comedy and you realize nope it's not her that she's actually media in disguise and you see what could be construed as just like an innocent checkers match and it turned and it's got a lot more writing on it than just winner's luck like so I, I liked this episode. Not to say that like it's it's my favorite. I, I feel like this was very much a filler episode, but it's still good. Priscilla took the words out of my mouth. We'll put them back what? in so that you can spit them out. Because, Prince, what did you think of this episode? Filler! You already knew that was coming. Priscilla knew exactly what was coming. I think that's why she let it on for me. She, like, segued that for me. It was a filler episode for me. Which I feel like it's a little too early for filler episodes. I understand you're trying to get me into the whole introduction of the characters and you're trying to fill up all that, but I'm like, um, I ain't for all that right now. Like, you started me off real high and you just brought me real low. Okay, Courtney, what about you? Um, I do agree a little bit that it was kind of a filler episode because you still don't know anything at all. <laughs> like, you just, you got introduced to more characters with no story, with a, I mean, it's like a little bit of story, but there's, like, you still, you got introduced to more characters, and you told us nothing about them, but I still really, I still really like it, I feel like, even though it felt a little bit like a filler episode, I just kind of, I, I really like the characters that they did introduce, and that they still have coming in, and, like, they, you know, they brought back that, the girl that's, um, what is her name, Bill Quest, and like she was like still in it and the beginning of the episode was so good that was by far the best um scene in the entire episode i i, I will have to agree with that yeah i oh. thought the the intro to that was just like holy crap and he did such a good job and then after i felt like after that whole scene it there, nothing happened like there was i i expected something insane to happen but nothing happened it still has me i feel like the the show has this like um with bella uh, um with bella Quist, there's like 
she even introducing her in an in any episode if she's in all of them or whatever it is anytime she's in an episode i feel like the whole show ends up getting like this sexy sex appeal about the show after that like as soon as she's introduced i feel like the whole show is like now the, like what's gonna happen like i i want her to come back kind of thing but those are like the two uh, the two scenes that i really like but i mean it still has my attention you don't get the sex appeal with leechman I mean, I. You don't have to like... answer that. That was more What's so a question. You don't have to answer that. That was more so a question for a I funny. <laughs> uh, okay. Derek, I know you have the sex appeal with the leechman, but um, what oh, did you? God. Yes. No. What? What are your initial <laughs> thoughts on the episode? I, I, don't, I don't understand you people. I don't believe that this was a filler episode at all. Thank um, you. I think this was very much about the breaking down and rebuilding of our main character in order to set him on his path. And that opening made my nature rise almost as much as Cloris Leachman does. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Oh my yep, God. I feel you. That's my bitch. Derek, you big, beautiful 6'5", wonderment uh, thank you because i didn't find this episode filler at all i feel like the episode filler the, the, not the episode i feel like the term filler gets thrown around a lot when people don't like an episode sorry for the Why filler people i know prince rico suave throws out the term filler no he tries to call time. me out because when i don't get episodes of filler but no i really felt like this was a filler i felt like it's an introduction filler, but it was a filler nonetheless. Oh gosh, now he's 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 giving it a subcategory. I like it. I know we'll, he is. We'll Maybe break I'm it. Just like not we'll using break it that down. word right, but I do think that the episode was really good, regardless of being a filler or not. The episode was still very captivating, and it. I want to see the next one. So I like it. We're at war over the term filler within the first <laughs> ten minutes. I'm gonna watch it, but it filled up an hour of some time. Yeah, where I was filler like, is what you get the. Like, with the exception of every third episode of like Agents of Shield or something, that's Phil. Exactly, exactly. But oh, he's dissing Shield. Started it a little bit earlier with this episode. I felt like they could have kept it on the same, like the same notion on how it started, and still went through with it. But it wanted to fill us in with a bunch of information that I just really wasn't caring for at the moment. Since it's my turn for the initial reaction, I will continue on, as I was so rudely interrupted. <laughs> yeah, called me out. It was all your fault. <laughs> so, I, I liked the episode. I thought what Derek mentioned, sort of like seeing Shadow break and, um, and come back a stronger person was like really interesting to see. The Bilquist stuff was really great. The... Uh, the opening scene was fantastic with Anansi. Uh, I mean, Leachman. I mean, all she needs is her last name. She's just freaking fantastic. And I loved media. Media, media, media. I love me some Gillian Anderson. And I love, I love Lucy. Like, Lucille Ball is, is fantastic. I have all uh, seasons on DVD. And seeing her become Lucy Ricardo was amazing to see. And uh, it, it was really an exciting scene 
for me. So uh, before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of American Gods, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gifts from the gods. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Gifts from the Gods and subscribe. Thanks, announcer. Alright, let's get into it. We're gonna start off... Coming to America, it's the year 1697. We are in the belly of a slave ship, bodies cramped together, and uh, everyone's silent. And uh, there's one man who begins crying out in desperation a plea to the African god Anansi for help. He's saying, you know, he's shackled, he, he can't uh, dance, he, he can't uh, offer anything for the god Anansi, but uh, he will uh, offer you know himself and and, uh, and when he's free, he will offer him, you know, everything uh food drink etc and uh as he's been talking we've seen a uh, multicolored uh, spider around in uh, the ship and then all of a sudden uh, the god anansi shows up and um anansi is a trickster god uh, sometimes he's appe- he appears as a spider, sometimes as a man, but he's a mischievous spirit and unparalleled cunning. And above all, Anansi is a storyteller who uses his words to persuade, deceive, and spark action. And uh, as Anansi shows up dressed uh, to the nines, um, not necessarily in 1697 fashion, but more so a modern day fashion, he starts talking to them about uh, their future. And uh, he goes on to say, once upon a time, a man got fucked. Now, he, how is that for a story? Because that's the story of black people in America. And over... Like the smooth jazz trumpet in the background, we hear Anansi give a uh, monologue about uh, oppression and uh, the cruelty, violence, and subjugation that awaits them once they reach the shores. And not just within the next hundred years, but within the next two hundred years. And... um, you know, as he's talking, uh, one of the slaves is like, well, like, what do we do? And uh, 
he basically is like, you know, uh, you should go upstairs and kill all those motherfuckers, basically, and burn the ship to the ground. And then one of the slaves is like, yeah, but wouldn't we die? And that's when Anansi's like, you're already dead. You just don't know it. And so he frees the the slave that initially called upon him, who frees the others, and we see them burn the ship into the ocean. And then we see um, some of the boards, the wooden boards from the ship, reach land, and on one of those planks, or whatever you call them, is uh, the colorful spider of uh, Anansi. Uh, He's made his way to the new land. So, let's break this scene down and discuss it. Our introduction to Anansi, or as he's known in the book, Mr. Nancy, Derek, I know you've got a whole lot of things to say. This scene touched me right here in this spot for a number of reasons. First of all, I grew up loving mythology and reading more than just Greek mythology that was available to me, which was really hard for me at the time because the internet hadn't really been invented yet. Um, So I... I, I am aware of Anansi, and I really, really dig him. On the other side, I think I was born a little too late, because I do believe that I would have been a Black Panther if I had been born in the 50s, 60s. So his whole speech about kill all the motherfuckers up there and burn this whole motherfucker down also touched me right here in the special spot. Um... Yeah, I and Orlando Jones himself is a wonderful actor, and I don't know if they could have found anybody else to 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 play Mr. Nancy. I am really looking forward to him showing up more in this story. OMG. Fun fact. This... I don't know if that's what you were looking for, but that's what I had to get. Oh, that was perfect. Fun fact, uh, the scene with Mr. Nancy's introduction that uh, we're discussing right now was not in the book. No, it was not. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, I could, see it. I could see that, though, because I did see a lot of foreshadowing on what's our current situation. So I could see, like, they kind of added that for, like, the feels. Yeah. So, just opening the discussion to everyone else, what did we think of the introduction to Mr. Nancy? I love Anansi. That's one of my favorite. Just like Derek said, um, I'm a big mythology person, and Anansi was like one of my favorite of any of the African lords. So, definitely enjoyed it. And I kind of knew where it was coming, kind of like, once I saw the spider and kind of saw the slave ship, I'm like, oh, okay, I can see where this is going. We're about to go into the African gods. So, it's not just one that god group i guess that makes sense what i'm saying yeah because like when i was like when i went into this american god you're thinking like oh all right hmm, how they're gonna do this and then you kind of see that there's like they hint at other gods but like i didn't think they were gonna really do like every other like nations like dabble in every little nation but i didn't read the book so i'm going based off of you know title yeah, I didn't read the book either. I thought they, 
I thought they did a really good job because I, I was looking up everything that they were kind of like bringing into, and they did a they did a fantastic job. I really love Mr. Nancy, his character and like his swag and his charisma is just so it's so well done. The actor did a fantastic job. I will say I did have a moment though. People yell at the TV real quick, and I was like, "Why are you gonna burn this shit down? There's more of you than that. Go up in there and just kill them." But, I thought the same thing. I was like, you can just kill them. And then really? Yeah, I was like, he already freed you. Why burning the ship down? Just go up there and kill them. They don't okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why they didn't just go upstairs and kill everybody. How they had guns. <laughs> because they didn't know. After they killed everybody, what were they going to do then? They didn't, know how to, they didn't know how to steer the ship. They didn't know where you they were. You yeah, but I get it. It's like in the heat of the moment, somebody just like freed you and gave you like this huge speech. You're all wild up. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Man, and I'm like, nah, dude. Nah. I understand. Like, they can't swim. I understand. Another thing. I was, oh you know, my god. Like I was oh, really like I was that really- as a st- racist stereotype, and this is just fucking <laughs> hell. Like, oh my god, rooting for you. I was rooting for you all. Like, and they just fucked it up for me. I was like, you just no. killed. I mean, I, under- I understood why they did it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I was like, I was thinking that it's it's it, that it's kind of part of what Mr. Nancy is. He's a trickster god, and yeah. what so we what what, what we saw in the first episode was sacrifice. Bodies, blood, destruction, death, chaos, and I'm thinking that that's what he needed to do too to come to to come to the Americas. And what better way than to get his worshippers to be furious, to get mad, to kill each other, to kill others? This is why, like, you see that little spider like making it to the shore at the very end with like the, the ship burning down on the in the ground. Like he needed he needed his sacrifice. To be able to make it through, which is why, like, I, as much as like that speech is like fucking accurate and true, like a lot of the stuff that's there, like, isn't gonna make sense to somebody from like the 1600s, and it's not gonna make like all it's gonna do is gonna it's gonna piss you off, and it it doesn't serve anything. Like, it, it serves his purposes, not the worshippers purposes. He wasn't answering a prayer there. So See, like, I, I even I put it with the whole Bill Quist situation now too, and I okay, yeah, they all need some type of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. In yeah, a sense, because if you think too. about the very first scene, Odin is a war god, so he needed them to fight and shed blood. I don't necessarily think that um, Anansi needed their blood per se, but because he's a trickster, I feel like. He had to successfully trick them into doing what he wanted them to. Yeah, I feel yeah, like, like he could have done that to anyone. I feel like that. I feel like he just <laughs> kind of like intercepted a prayer because they were praying to a girl. They were praying to a a, a lady. So he's praying. No, to he a, said, they said Anansi. He said Anansi. He did say Anansi. He- okay. Okay. So, uh, okay, well... Why did we say and... a Nazi? It sounds like Beyonce. <laughs> he was saying a Nazi. Because... 
you know, that whole bug reference, the spiders. Yeah. There you go. Alright, let's get into the present day. And um, poor Shadow, he has survived being attacked by uh, Technical Boy's children. And we get a pretty, like, gruesome, intense scene of him somewhere. Because I, I don't feel like he was in a hospital. I don't think. Where he's getting sort of patched up and he's getting you know, staples on his wound, which that looked ridiculously painful. And, um, Real yeah. Well, yeah. I thought he was in a hospital because the guy said that, um, if he was shot, he had to, he had to call the cops, right? Yeah. He was like, yeah, he was being aloof about how this happened to him. He was being, like, okay. yeah, and he was stapling him and he was like, listen, if you were shot, you have to call the cops. And he's like, no, no cops, no cops. Okay, I wasn't sure where he was at, because it, it was very disorienting any anyway. Um, but he's getting patched up, and uh, he uh, heads back to uh, the hotel, or the motel, Holiday Inn. And uh, he finds uh, Mr. Wednesday with um, a friend. And uh, he uh, goes on to basically... Uh, you know, ask him, like, what the hell is going on? What have you gotten me into? And uh, he was like, I was lynched. You know, strange fucking fruit and everything. And um, Shadow initially seems like he's almost done with everything, but Mr. Wednesday's like, you know, no, you know, if if you got harmed, uh, you know, double your salary and whatnot, we'll amend our contract and all that kind of stuff and the shadow explains like who kid- kidnapped him and then did all this to him and um mr wednesday is surprised at uh technical boy boy's prowess in in the whole situation and um he uh, rewards Shadow for his loyalty and reassures him that he has his back, basically telling him that an assault on you is an insult to me. Uh, don't think, because I didn't lose my temper, I'm not angry, or am lacking a plan. So, it was an interesting conversation with Shadow having a lot of questions, Mr. Wednesday being very coy with his answers but it certainly um i think set up a lot for what's to come in the episode and what's to come in the episode is the fact that uh, shadow needs an additional day in eagle point before hitting the road he's planning on uh, cleaning up the house before they leave and uh, then that night shadow after uh, sort of bathing himself in like epsom salts like i didn't really know what the little drop things was but it looked kind of epsom salty i'm the assuming drops? yeah what were those what drops sh- like shampoo I thought, I, that I was thought, yeah i thought it was like shampoo mr bubbles like bubble bath oil yeah it was like just that. like bubbles i didn't think it was anything i didn't it was just like a little yeah it didn't look like anything bubbles crazy. like everything yeah, you know? I guess. I thought they were kind of Epsom salts, but anyway, whatever that was, he, he ends up I, I um, breaking down in the shower, and then um, he goes to sleep, and he has 
another dream. Shadow seems to have lots of dreams. And in this dream, his wife, Laura, shows up in the hotel. And he's like, basically, Laura, what are you doing here? You know, every, everyone said you were dead. Like, I thought you were dead. And she reassures him that she's not dead. And he wakes up, but he wakes up alone. And, uh, yeah. So... Uh, that day, he heads on over to the house. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty sad to see because there are balloons there for his welcome party that, that have been sort of deflated. There's the, the welcome home shadow sign. And as he's walking through the house, we see him have flashes of memories of being in the house with Laura, her in the kitchen, her on the bed. And as he's packing all of his things and her things up, uh, he, he, he like keeps on looking at the, um, the box that, um, like the, what do you call it? Like the morgue sends with like the personal effects of the hospital was sent over with like the personal effects. And yep. once he contraband, it's not contraband and once everything oh gosh once everything is packed up he opens the box and um he starts looking through her things and uh, i mean he does what i guess anybody would do and goes through her phone scrolls through the texts of uh, her and robbie and has a how to get away with murder moment I was going to say, it suddenly it turns yes. out how to get away with murder. I was oh. like, how did your penis get on a dead girl's phone? <laughs> All you needed oh was Annalise Keating with a bad wig. Wow. I was, I was having all types of Annalise Keating moments. I was like, uh, what is this penis doing here? He, she sent it to her. Were they texting back and forth? They cheat, he cheat, she cheated. Yes. We, I know she cheated, but I didn't think they were just going to show me just a straight up dick pic. I was like, damn. Yeah, I, I, was, yeah, I wasn't ready for that. I was quite shocked. With that. <laughs> I did and not know. showed it to me again, and I was like, damn, like, you really want me to see this dick? Well, remember, <laughs> this is stars. Like what? <laughs> I honestly thought it was gonna be like conversation or something like salacious, like yeah. that it was gonna be like this yeah. hot and sexy. It or was something salacious. Like that, like that was really. Well, and then it's like, oh, okay, sh- shit, it's a, it's a cock. Okay, whatever. Well, they, Silla, you know what they say? Business. That's, That's what why we're... I felt like it's Keaton. It was a white dick too. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Where's Mister Keaton up in here? Derek, tell us dick? what they say. Priscilla, they say a picture's worth a thousand words, so you save on all that typing. Uh, and Sam oh. Keating's penis was never that, that large. So that's no, why no, he, now I want to ask Sam. I was like, where's Bill Quist? She needs to see this. Oh my gosh. Uh, but the, the funny this. part was because I guess she has her iPad synced with her phone. Was when it popped up again on the iPad. <laughs> like, yeah, it was like that oh, was look. so funny. Oh my god, <laughs> he was so mad. <laughs> the one part of your best friend that you've never seen before, and this is how you get to see it. Well, I know. all right. Now. Yeah. So Shadow leaves his and Laura's house for the last time with a storage van pulling away and Mr. Wednesday there ready to go 
and um, <laughs> Mr. Wednesday <laughs> ends up approaching him and is like, I'm going to say something that's going to make you want to hit me, but please don't. Like, refrain, refrain yourself. And he's like, I heard your wife died with your best friend's dick in her mouth. Like, there's only a certain amount of, like, mourning and grief that you can give that. And, um, Shadow's basically like, thank you for warning me. And, uh, <laughs> on their way, they go. So, uh, before we pause, let's get into this next uh, big scene and we'll have some stuff to sort of discuss. So, uh, Wednesday is being a bit cryptic on what their mission is, but basically they're going on a road trip, no highways please, um, around the country, gathering people or convincing people to meet at, at an uh, undisclosed location, and this is out of the other. But the first task Shadow's given is to go shopping, because they're headed somewhere and he needs to bring gifts to his friends. So Shadow is given a shopping list. He's going to one of those big box stores, while Wednesday goes and has a chat with someone who he's trying to convince to uh, meet at said undisclosed location. So Shadow goes to one of those big box stores and starts getting stuff from the list. Highlighters, state maps, uh, romance novels, etc, etc, etc. And um, Shadow, as he's walking around, ends up going into the electronics aisle, where usually they have all those, you know, like a crap load of TVs set up. And uh, on one of those TVs, an old I Love Lucy rerun is airing. And Lucy Ricardo herself calls out to Shadow, and they have a conversation. Now, I don't know if everybody noticed, but as she started to talk to him, all the other people on, on the TV sets stopped doing what they were doing and started looking at Shadow, which I thought was fantastic. Mm -hmm. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Yeah. And very creepy. It was. <laughs> very creepy. I was like, I probably won't walk down an aisle like that. I know, right? And so Lucy Ricardo starts talking to him, and um, she basically says that she's not Lucille Ball, that uh, she goes on to talk about the screens, the altar, and the one they sacrificed to, then till now, golden age to golden age, they sit side by side, ignore each other, and give it up to me. Now, they hold a smaller screen in their lap, or in the palm of their hand, so they don't get bored watching the big one. Time and attention better than lamb's blood and uh lucy ricardo who uh well shadow doesn't know it but we know her as media the the new god media is trying to convince shadow to join her side she apologizes for technical boys basically barbaric actions and telling shadow that uh she would never treat him that way and that she can offer him anything that he desires and um she goes on to say that uh she saw how he vanquished 
technical boys, uh, children, and how um, she didn't think he had the guts to do it, but uh, she liked it. And um, basically to name his price, you know, forget those old ones over there. They don't know what they're doing. You know, come over to the new side and I'll give you anything that you want. Have you ever wanted to see Lucy Ricardo's tits? I can show you them. Whatever you want is yours. And, um... Uh, Shadow is, um, sort of rebuffs her and, uh, ends up walking away and he heads back over to uh, Mr. Wednesday a little bit shaken. He's confused. He's like, what is, am I going crazy? You know, they say that guys fresh from jail kind of lose it a little bit. All the stuff that I'm seeing and Lucy frickin' Ricardo is chatting with me through the television screen. What is going on? And Wednesday basically says, you know, it, it it's it's it may be strange, um, and and he's sort of like at the end of the day, basically what he said is like, you think Lucy chatting with you through the TV is strange? Well, you haven't seen anything yet, basically, and you've got to be ready for this. So let's pause right here and break everything down. If you want to chat a little bit about. Uh, Shadow and the break breaking down of Shadow, uh, to introduction to media, Mr. Wednesday. Let's uh, well, dig first in. of all, I have given that I have given that warning to people several times in my life. Watch out for the TV. At, I will say some shit. It's gonna piss you off. But hey, I'm six five, three hundred pounds. What the fuck you gonna do? Oh. Um. <laughs> And then I just say whatever. <laughs> well, damn. So I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. For that. Uh, the the throwing out of the cell phones. I'm always intrigued by television shows where they just casually throw out damaged cell phones and shit. You know, because again, we got people on here that will chase a motherfucker down an unknown street to get their shit back. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you just full circled my story back into this conversation. <laughs> I did. I love they it. They didn't even know you just outed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I love it. Get out of here. And finally, Jillian Anderson, if I had not known that was her as Lucy, I would not have known. But that wasn't the freakiest part of that scene. The freakiest part of that scene for me was whoever the anime girl was, and all it was showing in the top screen was her eyes. Oh, yeah, who were watching Shadow as he was walking down the aisle. I was like, Yeah, that, yes. that's me the fuck out. Okay, <laughs> I, I need a drink. So that's that's my stuff. Okay, who's that? Yeah, no, the whole that whole scene kind of so that was ah, that was so good. They did a yeah, they did a good job introducing her. The way they did it, I love the way she kind of was like, again, like like I said, like the whole show, it has such a good sex appeal to it. So it was very, it was really, it was really well done. And she's just kind of like, basically, I'm going to win. I'm going to take over the internet. The me- media is everywhere. I control it all. You, you, you're on the wrong team. Like, let's be real. Yeah, what I thought was so fascinating is like the two different approaches of the new the technical boy was brash in your face, douchey, and media 
was much more charming and seductive mm-hmm. and like she was trying to draw him in by you know like just being like i don't know i don't even know how to describe it, it was just charm like familiar there you go very charming and and speaking to him in a very soft tone and like it was just it was amazing and like the the simple effects of the televisions like going from like i didn't count how many tvs were stacked but like making it full screen in the sense where it's like uh, you know her image took up like all the screens and then oh, and like she pushed out her hands yeah yeah when she also when she turned because as she was talking about because uh, back in the day uh the um, the screens were pan and scan, and so now that we have all these widescreen televisions, a lot of shows from back in the day, you know, are have the black bars on the side. And she pushed the bars away. I thought that was great. But then, like mm-hmm. when she turned her face into like all the TVs, and then all of a sudden, like her, then each TV was like a close up of her. Was I just thought all that was like genius, and those were like simple effects, but uh, they they. Um, were so impressive to see as she's trying to sway Shadow to her side. Like I just thought it was, yeah. I thought it was awesome. I, I feel like it. she's probably one of the worst ones because you really don't know what you get with her. She's like, I'm so sweet and I'm so innocent. At least with the other one, you're like, okay, you're gonna kill me if I don't join you. You don't know what she's gonna do to you. Just torture you and leave you for dead. She's so well, I live smart, for and- too. I live for Jillian Anderson. And it kind of an X-Files feel. Like, the whole scene could have, like, been on X-Files if they wanted to. Like, that's how awesome it was. Oh, I can see that. I just... The part that got to me was the part where, she, where, where she's talking about how you have a small screen, like, f- like to entertain you like if the large one isn't and i just like turned around and i saw that my cell phone was right next to my head and i'm like yep this is is pretty good (laughs) writing right here (laughs) we're all worshiping media right now if you think about it yep yeah valid i cast her out she devil (laughs) oh gosh she's so pretty though you can't get her out Uh, and when she went to and when she went to color, they made her look like the colorization. They uh, got the colors just perfect. Yeah. And job. and yeah. like when they made her into color, like that I don't know if that's what we were supposed to take from it, but it it was like for me, I was like, Okay, this is they're showing her now. And I was like, I was I liked that a lot and I loved how they like recreated I Love Lucy set. Like, that was beautiful to see. That was the set. That was, yeah. They could have easily done, like, a green screen thing, but they took their time to make the set. Although the guy that did the Ricky Ricardo voice was no bueno, but what can you do? (laughs) The laugh track was perfect, perfect though. (laughs) Yeah. The laugh track was everything. So, right now, we're going to go somewhere in america and we start off in space with um a naked erect man <laughs> looking oh in ecstasy and yeah then... that's, this this was a lot of penis in an episode like uh, <laughs> I, I didn't expect eight. that either it's called stars at, and at uh yep 
I didn't expect it either, but it was inside of um. Oh my gosh, what is her name? Now my mind is blanking. Bill Clinton. Yes, it was inside of her, and it was the guy that you first saw that she ate through her vagina. <laughs> yes. Uh, Did you not see that? You didn't see that? I didn't understand. I was like, okay, what? Yeah, why, no, why yeah, it's just like. Yeah, it was inside, inside her of vagina. her. It was. So if you ever, if you, if you go back and if you watch it again, when you see all of the stars, it is the outline of her vagina, and they go out of it to her having sex with somebody else. And the yeah, guy that every time it goes out, it's like the shape. It's like yeah, the shape it's, of vagina it, every time, and then every and then it's and then it, it's like oh she's having sex with another person. It was just inside of her what she is. Yes, so she's basically universe. There's so, an empty space inside her vagina, and she's just trying to fill it. Well, there yeah. you go. So the cosmos turn into her vagina, and we see several uh, um, scenes of Bill Quiss meeting up with uh, several lovers that uh, end up turning into sacrifices for her uh, and she doesn't discriminate uh, black white male female she'll take them all and uh, and so after she absorbs her latest conquest she heads on over to the local museum in which they have an exhibit about her and um, it looks like she's reminiscing about uh, the olden days. And she even uh, approaches a glass casing that has some of her jewels. And uh, she um, envisions herself uh, draped in those jewels. So, let's talk Bilquis. It's almost melancholy. How mm-hmm. she looks at like that, and like how she looks at her statue and stuff. She's, it's almost like there's nothing said within that space of time, but like you, you can feel her being like those were like the glory days. The these yeah. this like when I reigned. It's interesting like, yeah. because so the actress really hasn't been given a lot to say in both of. Uh, the episodes that she's been in but she says so much with just like a, a look in her eyes or a, a wistful gaze like i'm loving bill quiz yeah she's amazing she's right now one of my favorite characters i think just because of her character and the way she's doing her thing like i love that she when you for when she was first introduced she was a little older, and then she like became young. <laughs> I was like, "This is, <laughs> this is everything," and I want you to be more of the the show. She was, she's so good, and she's so sad, and I feel, I like feel for her. But I'm like, man, you're killing people. But I'm so sad for you. I want you to have everything. <laughs> oh gosh, she's gonna suck you up too. Um, no, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm never gonna look at a vagina the same again. Like this show got me a little fucked up. Like, ugh. oh my gosh. I'm like, am I gonna get eaten now? Like, what the hell is gonna happen? You're mad. If you <laughs> never want to look at a vagina the same again, watch the movie Teeth. Teeth. Go I knew over. you were gonna fucking mention that movie. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah. Because of Chanel number three, number five. It was the movie yeah. based on her life. Oh my yeah. god. Oh, yeah. Just, like, 
I don't mind it. Like, I, I like maybe I, I gotta figure out what her like what's her character right now. She's just scaring the shit out of me. I'm just like. Well, the weird thing so. about her is that she's obviously terrifying by what she does, but much like what Courtney was saying. She's somehow a very sympathetic character, and I said that last week. Like, I almost feel yeah. bad for her in a sense, which mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess I'm Team Old Gods, apparently, but uh, I was really feeling for Bilquis and the melancholy nature that uh, she exhibited, in particular, in the museum. But my whole thing is see, if this is how she was kicking it back in the past, I can't feel bad for her i'm like yo she's like ash right now she's just trying to catch them all like i got no sympathy she is trying to catch them all (laughs) she's doing that i don't know i feel like here's the question did did she need to do that in the past she may need to absorb people now because people are if it's a now thing because people aren't worshiping her yeah, no. I feel like she reigned over a kingdom with millions of people or thousands right, I feel of people. Like she was putting like, like armies in her that? vagina. She had armies in her vagina. Oh my god! Like I swear, like I don't trust her. She was calling like kingdoms and stuff. She was like, "Get in my vagina!" Like you know, like big cat bastard. That's why I get in my pussy. Right, like that's why I can't feel sympathy for her because I'm like, yo, she's just eating everybody up. Like she ain't even giving them no chance. Like some people yeah. are into that. They might be for it. She might be able to talk some people into that. I mean, they look like they're still alive. They look. I mean, the guy looked like he was just like in ecstasy. He is in ecstasy. Just, he was. Yeah, he he just looked like he was there. He was like, living. Like I got a family and stuff. Like I'm just going through a divorce. And like you just like you know. My kids told me to go and date. Like, now his kids are like, yo, where's my dad? Oh, in this chick. I know. That's, that's, that's very sad. Aww. I'm like, I can't feel sympathetic for her right now because I don't really know her deal. Like, have you always been eating people with your pussy or is this new? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Prince here. I've... As much as like, oh my god, you have soulful eyes, you you give so much with just a look, like, you also just ate someone with your pussy. Like, I, I want to know why, I want to know how many people, I want to know if you're going to do that to me, I just, I, I, need, I need some back here. She's already eaten Courtney. I know, I'm done, I'm gone, guys! Like, all your eyes are so beautiful, she's like, get in my pussy, you're like, no! I am so sad for her, but I know that she's evil. <laughs> See, I'm <laughs> the Quantico, you know, on ABC on, you know, ABC at ten o'clock. You know, I went to Quantico, so I gotta ask these questions. Yeah. No. Uh, but, well, the people we'll look like they have left and have had a really good time. And at the end of the day, isn't that the way you really want to go? Having oh, a good time. The most, the, most, no. the, the most intense <laughs> said no. <laughs> no, I want to die of old age asleep. That is like, I'm with that one. I want to be asleep. Yeah, I well, I was going to go with, like, she's only doing it to older people, but then I saw the one younger guy, and then I think there was one young girl. But, like, everyone else, for the majority, were they were, like, older, and I was like, oh, maybe she's just, like, you know, giving them the great time, and then she's gonna, and then you know that she just like swallows them up, and then I was like, oh no, that theory's out the window. 
Yeah. Oh God, How weird must it have been her first her. time like, doing that? Old. What's that? How weird must it have been, like, her first time doing that? Like, all of a sudden she's having sex with someone and she's like, Oh my god, you're getting tiny. Oh my god, you're entering me. Oh my god. I mean, right. she's a god, so I don't think that there was... She's like, uh, this so is great. I know, I'm thinking like a human. She's probably like, oh, okay, yeah. this is another Sunday. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, Just what? another manic Monday. Oh my gosh. I don't yes. think she I forgot. Derek thinks like a god, so... He's got to check me sometimes. Yes. yes. Alright, let's move into Chicago. Because that's where our two fellas, uh, Mr. Wednesday and Shadow Moon, arrive. And uh, they head on over to a walk-up apartment in Chicago belonging to Zoriah... Versh, oh gosh, I'm gonna bet. Versher, Veshernaya. Right? Veshernaya? I'm guessing they're somewhere in or around Greek Town? Sure. Um, so, Veshernaya. So, whenever something happens in Chicago, I like to look and see where it's actually happening. There you go. So, from what I'm sorry, Alfred, I'll let you... No, go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear. From, uh, just from her being able to hold on to her accent and by, what's the, what's the other guy's name? The one with the hammer? Trinabog. That's Trinabog. What Trinabog does, I know there are still some, um, some areas where they still kill livestock around Greektown. Oh, look at that. I like it. It's like we we have our Chicago expert on the line. I appreciate it. I'm the god of many experts. The god of Chicago. It's Zorja Vershanaya. It's weird. Yeah. But like, are we just going to call them Zorja? Zoraya. Zoraya? Yeah. I was going to call them Oh, gosh. <laughs> and so, we're introduced to Zorea Vershanyaya, and um, we're also introduced to her more timid sister, Zoraya Utrenyaya. And there's also a sister who's sleeping when Shadow and Wednesday arrive. Yes, sleeping sister. <laughs> yes. And, um... They, they arrive, and, uh... Wednesday's basically trying to convince uh, well well he's there because he, he needs to convince uh Chernabog, who lives there uh to come with them at the undisclosed location where a whole bunch of people are show up now i will say something that i did not mention is earlier at the diner it seems as if wednesday did convince someone to come along with him uh Per what he related back to Shadow, and we saw we saw a very brief glimpse of the man with the glowing eyes, who uh, we don't know anything about, at least in the show. But I can share his name is Jin. So, how are you spelling that? J I N N, like a okay. Yeah, I believe. Hold on, let me actually double check. Yeah, I want to make sure I got right. my character. Jin. Jin. Yeah, J-I-N-N-N-N. Who, yeah, who's, um, 
we'll get a whole bunch more information on Jin later on in the series. So back to Chicago, though. So we're with the Zoraya sisters, and um, Chernabog ends up arriving, and uh, he is not happy that Wednesday is there, chucking a lamp at his head. And um, basically, he tells him that Wednesday is not welcome here, and he, he wants no part in whatever scheme he's concocting. He calls him a con man and everything. But since Zoraya had uh, welcomed both Wednesday and um, Shadow to dinner, uh, Chernabog basically allows him to stay, but he's like, you know, you will leave after dinner. And so while they're having dinner... Um, Chernabog gives a little bit of his backstory, although because Shadow really has no idea what's going on, I think Shadow really picked up on anything that Chernabog was giving as far as his his history. But he's and he's also talking about his life here in uh, the New World in America on does for a living, and basically he works at a slaughterhouse and um he uh, revels in the bloodshed but and zoraya um, insists no cow killing stories during dinner but turnabout continues on discussing how he delights in working in the slaughterhouse on the killing floor but unfortunately because of uh, modern day technology he no longer uses a sledgehammer there's a bolt gun that um kills the um, the cows and um, yeah and he's basically like you know you can use your thumb to kill and so Chernabog invites Shadow to a game of checkers and it starts out pretty innocently they start playing and whatnot and then uh, Chernabog ends up proposing a wager if Shadow wins Chernabog will go with a to the undisclosed location for the undisclosed meeting but if chernabog wins he gets to uh, basically bash shadow's head in with his hammer and shadow takes a pause but you know he's like you know what if all this crazy stuff is happening to me if i can uh, uh, chat with lucy ricardo on the tv and that's real then why the fuck not? So, offer is uh, accepted. And so, the checkers game... I don't know. It seemed like the longest checkers game in anyone's life. But they're playing the checkers game. And, unfortunately, for Shadow, he loses. And, um... <laughs> Chernabog basically is like, it's, it's a shame. You're my only black friend. And uh, he informs him that in the morning, when his blood is uh, at peakness, um, he will bash his head in with the hammer. Burm, burm, burm. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about it. The Zoraya sisters, Chernabog everything at the end of the episode uh and Man. yeah Can go I ahead say, priscilla like one of the little side notes that that that, that i found out um cloris leachman what, turned 90 
during like the, yes. the filming of this. So she when she asked like, "Can I have a cake?" and the cake says, "I'm fucking 90." <laughs> and she says like one of her like <laughs> career highlights to be able to do that and then go straight like onto set that she loved her costuming like right away as the Zoraya. Um that and my my favorite scene, bar none, like of this episode was like a throw a little throwaway scene where he, he gives where Mr. Wednesday gives her the vodka and she downs it down the hatch in like three Yeah, that was very Leechman. Leechman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, that's super cool. Yeah. I don't know. Stuck on this, I'm stuck on the sister because I'm like, what? What's wrong with her? I feel like she's different, or like she doesn't. She's all because they're like, oh, she's sleeping, or she's not out, and she's not there. I feel like that's her all the time. So I'm like, oh, does she look different than everyone else? Is she like her like true form? I will be just the- sisters in just a moment. Oh, okay. <sighs> I thought like. Courtney's excited. I was watching it and I was like, she, they must be like the Morier, like the, like the 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 sisters that like. Create oh my gosh! The creature. creature. Yeah. Oh, why didn't I think of that? You're so right. Like the sisters that what? Like in Hercules, the ones that. Yeah, the, the page. Oh, that is genius. Yeah, no, I thought that too, but I loved, like, when she, like, started to kind of wake up, and she's like, what's going on? And they're like, nothing. Yeah! sleep. Uh, <laughs> Go back to sleep. Like, nothing's going on. You're good. They're so scared. <laughs> I love when she was basic, when he was like, don't you read fortunes with tea? And she's like, ugh, tea's gross, you know? Tea's disgusting. Yes. <laughs> right. Disgusting. And then they, like, lied, and <laughs> she's like, yeah, you're gonna have, like, lots of kids and stuff. He's like, is that bad? Yeah, well, no. you don't die from cancer. <laughs> yeah. How did your mom die of cancer? <laughs> you you no die of cancer. <laughs> I love it. He, like, is a high, like, some of the oh. actors that they got for the show are like going to be like one of the main highlights for me. Because like, they brought some heavy hitters. Even if it's from minor roles or whatever the case is. Like, they really brought some heavy hitters. Because like, oh, yeah. Leachman brings self to her character. Like, all the witty puns that she made, like, made that whole scene that she... Everything. Yeah, I agree. Derek? I... Well, Derek has been completely yeah. silent, and I know he loves him some leechmen. You all said that you can say about Chloe's leechmen. She is fucking amazing. She steals almost every scene that she's in. She's the reason why I started watching Raising Hope. Mm-hmm. And she was hardly in that at all. Um, yeah, she's just she's she's great. The only way they yeah. could have made this better is like if like, like the third sister's fucking Betty White. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, and then that's too much. No. Oh my gosh, it's too good. <laughs> Any thoughts on Chernabog? Man, his. He he does a really good job of like, like his like monologue. 
he is like the dark god, but like, and automatically that like just th- that makes him that assumes that he's like the bad guy, even though like there really wasn't like anything like a foil. That was interesting to me. Like, yeah, he's he's kind of like up in the air to me because I I just I simply don't know that much about Slavic mythology, so. Yeah, I was a little confused at first because for a minute I was because he kept talking about the hammer, and I was like, "Oh, is he Thor?" No, because I know who Mister Wednesday is, and they would have a very different relationship. Mm Hmm. There is just like it's just it's different, and I I appreciate it because I'm learning so. To find out more, I think, next episode about, like, the the hidden sister and more about him and his, like, need to use his hammer and to kill. Like, it's going to be fun. Yeah, also, I kind of want to know about, like, more about his brother because he made that, like, whole comparison. At first, I didn't know where he was going with this comparison. I was like, wait, is this white man about to try to say he's black? Like, he was like, yeah, I was considered the black one and then I was like yeah mm, mm. and then he started comparing himself to the brother and the good the evil like Priscilla was talking about like people getting the wrong persona off of something and then I'm like hmm who's his brother yeah I want to know more I mean but that's how I feel like all of the episodes do like they give you so little but then like they leave you with so many questions that you have to watch the next one so you're like i'm in oh. i'm in for the long haul take me anywhere <laughs> but we're only two episodes in we're still getting instructions i know which is crazy because i'm like yeah i mean some I'm shows just, i'm just hoping we're not getting more introductions next week and, yeah. and the truth is the truth of the matter is this might be one of those shows where the first season nothing but set up Oh, that would not be good. I wouldn't like that at all. It would be really pretty and fun to watch, but like, uh, but I, no. Because I believe I it's only one part. book, so they have to stretch out the yeah, story. Is, but they are—they well, already have consideration for a second season. No, they—they they have. Two books. After this oh, one, two books? another one, a connection called Nazi Boys, and I he believe says I that read he's writing a third one. I believe I right read now. that they're incorporating some of that book into the series already. Mm. Yeah, and they already said that they already have a consideration for a second season. Like they were during that. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, yeah, this might like, be one of those short run series where maybe it only has three or four seasons, just because. You know, it has to get to the conclusion at some point. And they do, like, these shorter run seasons, like, eight episodes each, then I think think they should be able to get there. This original season was supposed to be ten episodes, but then uh, they combined two episodes into one, because they felt that the storyline, they were dragging it out over this, those two episodes. So they condensed two episodes into one. And uh, they, I read somewhere in an interview that uh, the director of that episode 
like the creators were really sad because that the director of that episode had all these like really interesting like vignettes that I guess that they're spreading out into some of the other episodes. and um so it was going to have nine episodes, but then they decided to cut it to eight so as not to like because apparently what would have been the ninth episode was going to like open up the like another storyline and they figured that they'd end it better at the eighth episode instead of like sort of like jumping into that next storyline and they'll they'd rather do that in a second season mm. okay hmm. so right we'll, we'll see how this plays out yeah all right so at the moment they still i didn't like the action I will say I didn't like the ending of this episode just because I'm like, dude, really? This is how we're going to live. I mean, I gotta... but how would they have ended it? That's how I think about no, it. Obviously, like... No, obviously it's like the perfect ending, but I'm like, dude, like really a cliffhanger like right now? Like, I'm not going to wait a week for this, right? <laughs> I don't mind a cliffhanger. But right now, it it's time for our Ancient God Spotlight. And the first spotlight is on the Zoraya sisters. So here's a little bit about the sisters in mythology. For the inspiration of the Zorayas, you need only to look to the sky. Slavic mythology tells of two guardian goddesses, mostly known as the Morning Star, Zoraya Utrenyaya, and the Evening Star, Zoraya Vecherniaya. One of their primary tasks is to keep Ursa Minor safe from a doomsday hound chained to Polaris. Simargl. The dog wants to devour the constellation. If the constellation is eaten, the universe ends. So they they can't get away with sleeping on the job, hence why there's more than one person on the clock. So um, something that's interesting is the burden that each carry, considering the great efforts they take to protect and satisfy their worshippers. It's no wonder that the gods get a little lost when those worshippers disappear. So besides guarding Ursa Minor, the Zoraias are responsible for opening and closing the gates of heaven each day. The morning star opens them at dawn, and the evening star closes the gates at dusk. Those gates surround the palace sun god, Dasbog. Some folktales depict Dasbog as the father of the auroras. As for Zoraya Bolunochnaya, author Neil Gaiman created her and added her as the midnight star. She's since been included in some accounts of the Zoraya mythology. It's said she restores the sun to life each and every night. So, she's associated with death and rebirth. The addition of Polunochnaya adds a triple goddess touch to their story. So you can compare the sisters as they are in American Gods to the Maiden, the Mother, and the Crone. Alright, and the next spotlight is on Chernabog. 
Chernobog has roots in Slavic mythology. As the black god, he was assumed to be the bad god, with the white god, Belobog, theoretically occupying the role of good god. Chronica Slavorum, a medieval chronicle by historian and Saxon priest Helmold, was written in the 12th century and has information from Slavs. It mentions Chernobog as Chernobok, the black god, and here's a quote from it. The Slavs, too, have a strange delusion. At their feasts and carousels, they pass around a bowl over better words. I should not say of consecration, but of execration in the name of the gods, of the good one, as well as the bad one, professing that all propitious fortune is arranged by the good god, adverse by the bad god. Hence, also in their language, they call the bad god Diabol, or Chernobok, that is, the black god. So the idea of light darkness is a common theme in Slavic mythology, and uh, they're usually in conflict with each other or on opposite sides rather than balanced in harmony. Thus, Chernobog claims the dark half of the year, winter, while Belobog has the summer. Chernobog is known for being the god of misfortune and bad luck, the god of death, darkness, and destruction. He was said to be intentionally malicious and corrupter of everything pleasant. So... Now, though, it's time for the MVP, the character that impressed you the most, and why. The rule is simple. If someone chooses a character, you have to select a different one. So there can cannot be any repeats. So we are going to start off with Derek. Who's your MVP and why? Uh, my MVP for this episode has to be the trickster god, the man in the suit, Anansi. He gave me life. And he led others to death. Uh, that, that whole 300 years of oppression speech was just utterly amazing. And I'm going to learn it so that I can repeat it uh, on call. On the subway. Hey, <laughs> yes. There's nothing better than when someone starts a subway spot. Yes. All right. I'm going to go next because I need my pick. So apologies to the others, but I'm picking media just because media was everything that I could have asked for and more. I love me some Gillian Anderson, and she was fantastic in the role. Much like I mentioned last time, she was only there for like what, like maybe a seven minute scene and she was so captivating as media in those seven minutes and on top of that she was a lucy ricardo i love me some i love lucy as i mentioned i have all the seasons on dvd i love me lucille ball like i have the other series on dvd too and it she just did a fantastic job looking like her and uh, you know and the moments when she was lucy like she was fantastic and then the moments when she turned that charm into media was phenomenal to see so kudos to jillian anderson and welcome media to american guts and as i mentioned we're worshiping media right now which is kind of creepy 
So Priscilla, you may go next. I'm I'm probably gonna Great. go with uh, with the Zordia Vechernaya, like. Can you say that again? Leachman. Zoria Vechernaya. I like it. I liked her. Like I, she th she had this sort of like frankness to her, where and anytime like you wanted to do like a social nicety or kindness, like oh like my manservant can help you we'll have a splendid feast and she's like no we're not i never learned how to cook i never wanted to learn how to cook you're just gonna be here like and her down in like the vodka and her like kind of be interpreting the tea leaves without it being tea leaves like those were like I, coffee I grounds the, right yeah I liked the frankness of it without like it it going too like hammy or too like comic. It 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 it, it, it struck it struck a really nice balance with me, and I liked that. So she's definitely my favorite. The meat will be tough. The potatoes will be soft. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. All That's right, said. Courtney, who's your MVP and why? Ah. Uh. Bellaquis, she is queen. <laughs> Bellaquis, she's amazing. I feel like Bellaquis. That's what I said, right? You call her Billowquis. It's Billquis. Billquis. Oh, I do do that. Sorry. Um, yeah, she's she's amazing. I feel like she's just kind of like in her own thing. Like it's not even. I feel like she's not worried about anybody else except for herself. She knows in like a certain way that she is like everything but you know you just don't know what they're giving you so you don't know what her role is in the whole thing but i feel like she's amazing she does a great job with the character she's done literally nothing but everything so she gets the mvp for me i like that line she's done nothing but everything she has she literally has done nothing and it's phenomenal i love her all right, Prince. Who's your MVP? Y por qué? Well, y'all did me dirty and left me for last. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Mr. Wednesday because he kind of reminds me of myself. Yo, he had the young John up in the hotel room because you can't bring them hoes home, and then he straight up let that my ninja shadow know, like, yo, your wife was a hoe. Stop crying. And, like, that's some shit I would say. So I'm like, yo, Mr. Wednesday, you cool with me. Truth. <laughs> yes. Very true. I, for I forgot Truth. about that. Like <laughs> but I didn't understand why he was up. So, I mean, I get because it was your wife and you haven't seen her in a while. But when you find out that she's cheated on you with your best friend, I'm like. Yo, she died oh. with dick in her mouth. She's a hoe. Yo, like, you I still would... love her. No, look, no. Look, no, 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 look, 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 look. If you die with Dickie in your throat, the love is gone. Here's the thing. Here's the it's thing. gone. The wife, what's it, what, Robbie's wife could be upset. Audrey. Because she was shaft she deep. Was... Derek, shaft deep. That love is gone. Shaft deep. Yes, yeah, Shaft Deep. Not only was that it needs that, to be like a movie title. 
spit off and, and it was in her mouth. It was in her mouth and they were like, do you want to reattach it? <laughs> I understand all that. I was like, you get a cat. You can keep it in there. Like maybe if they died, like they were just driving and like they got in a car accident and then you found that they was cheating in the text because you found the dick pic. Okay, I feel you. All oh, right. Yeah. I might cry for that. All right. You know what? I'm hurt. But nah, yeah. yo, she was balls deep, shaft deep. Yeah, she, was. she was going to work when she died. Like nah, I'm sorry. Yo, I'm use a hoe. Use a hoe. I dodged a bullet. Yes, you may, Derek. I don't know if I can. There's a whole lot going on over there. I'm waiting. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I have the talking stick, and then I'm going to beat somebody with it. See if you can redeem this. (laughs) See if you can redeem this. This this is all I'm going to say. Robbie's wife had every reason to be completely upset. She was completely within character because she, unlike Shadow, had been there every single day to see shit go down, to see shit go bad with her husband. They shit was bad before Shadow went to jail. So all this did was serve was to piss her off some more. The difference is Shadow was able to maintain his love for her because that is what got him through them three years of jail. So yeah, he comes home. All this is very shocking to him. He finds out literally at her funeral, like in the middle of her funeral, this chick is talking in his ear about, oh yeah, my husband's cock was in her mouth. So yeah, I can understand being a little angry. I can understand being a lot angry. That don't necessarily mean you don't love the person anymore. And he even questioned, was this a one-time thing? Was this because I was away in jail? You know, what the hell happened? So, yeah, he's going to be a little crunchy. He's going to need a minute. And that's That's what you call a mic drop. I I can see that, Derek. I can see that. That's why he wins. Oh, my, KB, my, end, my end argument will be she went black and then she went back. Okay. <laughs> well, oh now it's time to rate the episode with coins. Uh, 1 to 10 coins. The point system is allowed. And if you deem an episode worthy of more than 10, you may grant it one of Mad Sweeney's golden coins. Uh, so we'll go in reverse order. That means, Prince, you are first. What would you rate this episode? Put your hand on that. Six. Is there a reason? Yeah. It's a six because um, it just didn't give me the juju that the first episode gave me. It kind of kind of went down a little. I know it's going to do that, but, you know. Maybe next episode will bring me back up. It might be like a real roller coaster ride. I might be going up and down, up and down. All right, kind of like Laura in the car. <laughs> Courtney, what about yourself? <laughs> wow, um, I will give it the same. I'll give it a six because I feel like I really can't go um, too high anyway, just because it's only the second episode. And it, and again, like it didn't really give you anything. It still left you kind of wanting whatever you know you want from an episode and so i just can't i can't get behind it 
fully. I mean, I, I can get behind it, but I just can't, you know, I can't give it a high score. So I'm going to give it a six as well. Priscilla. I'm going to give it a seven for the exactly the same reasons. Like, uh, and I, I don't throw around like this is a filler episode, but like it really did feel like it was this episode was meant for you to understand a little bit more about the the world you're in without knowing too much and to be introduced to characters that may or may not be the main focus like i i get that mr nancy probably is but i'm not necessarily not not so sure that schernebog is but who knows i might be wrong it this this it's just the 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 lay the lay work for what's going to come up ahead so seven okay i'm next and i'm going to give it eight and a half coins i believe i gave the first episode a nine so i'm not doing it that much i enjoyed the episode i love the introduction to all of the new characters from beginning to end uh, media was fantastic the zariah sisters were amazing anansi was awesome it was great to see bill quiss again and i liked all of the, the exposition between wednesday and shadow i thought a lot of their conversations were really interesting so uh yeah so eight and a half from me derek what about you i love all of my co-hosts um and i think those first three are on crack but it's okay i love them anyway oh my god because because drug addiction is a disease and you have to love people i know the the filler word is a disease isn't it it just started catching Because they weren't doing Derek, enough. Derek, you're fun. wrong for that. I am giving this episode an eight um, for many of the same reasons that I gave it an eight last week. I'm not yet ready to give it a ten because I need some space for it to go up. But I, again, didn't think that there was anything wrong with this episode. I think it served a number of purposes. We got to get Shadow to a place of having a clean slate, a clean break from his former life, or as much of it as we could get with his dead wife, who may not be dead, visiting him in his dreams. Um, and he has embarked on this whole new journey. In just a couple days, your whole entire life can change. Um, and then there is Anansi, who again, absolutely love. You know, I say you go up there and kill all them Irish motherfuckers and burn this motherfucker Welsh. Dutch, I'm sorry. sorry. See, now you're just uh, killing Irish people now, just for the hell of it. Um, media. Media did a wonderful thing, and that just that whole scene, how they shot that, the creepiness of it. Again, the girl with the anime eyes. You and the anime girl. The anime girl. <laughs> just watching him as he came down the aisle, I was like, Eat that, that cake, anime. <laughs> Sorry, you set it up. Sorry, right? I can't take you anywhere. Um, the the sisters, um, Cloris Leachman. Yeah, I I just I'm not comfortable giving this anything 
lower than an eight. All right, now. Thank you, the voice of reason. I try. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so rare that I'm actually on one of these shows and I'm the voice of reason. I know. It's kind of scary. <laughs> the voice of sin and shade. That's true, too. That'll come next week. Speaking of next yeah. week, join us next time for a brand new installment of Gifts from the Gods. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Gifts from the Gods and subscribe. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Gifts from the Gods. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe dot com slash poppy chula radio are you interested in joining the poppy chula radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor email talent at poppy thanks announcer co-hosts please wish the listeners a good night deuces good night everybody have a good night burn that motherfucker down thanks for tuning in <laughs> Download new episodes of Gifts from the Gods every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Good night. <laughs>